Welcome back to the show. Today we're diving into the topic of overcoming overwhelm in our lives and how we create margin for what matters. I get it. It's so easy for our schedules to get filled up and to feel like we don't have room for the things that really light us up inside and help us make a difference in the world. So how do we rethink our schedule, our days, our weeks, our months, and avoid the feeling like our schedules own us? How do we make these decisions that lead us to a life of intentionality? Well, let's dive into the show. You, my friend, were made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Hi, I'm Christine, a military spouse of over 10 years, mom of littles, and self-professed coffee connoisseur. I believe you have something valuable to offer, and when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. We'll help you navigate life as a military spouse, prioritize what matters most, and show you that you don't have to wait for tomorrow to chase your dreams. It's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. Okay, so overcoming overwhelm. I wanted to dive into this topic because so many of us are feeling stretched thin right now. I was reflecting on the fact that we've been in the pandemic for an entire year now. And prior to the pandemic, many of us felt overwhelmed with deployments and moves and TDYs and trying to help our kids learn to thrive in different environments. And then you throw a pandemic on top of there and we're trying to figure out what this looks like. Our sense of normalcy has been undone. We're trying to virtual school our children and deal with everything else. And the emotional and mental toll on our society in general has been huge. Many of us have not had the time to just stop and reflect on all that we've been through and what it's cost us. And we are so ready for a return to a sense of normalcy. But I think the challenge comes in to this desire that we have to return to what feels comfortable to us, what we're familiar with. If we were feeling overwhelmed before, simply returning to what we were doing before isn't going to lead us to the life we ultimately want to live. A life that allows us to maintain healthy rhythms, to make an impact, and to prioritize the things that matter to us and to our families. Now I want to stop and say that I realize we are not all in the same place in this desire to return to normal. Because for some of us, the end of the pandemic is somewhat in sight. Things are starting to open up again. There are more opportunities open to us. For others of us, the end of the pandemic still feels a long way off. We might be having to maintain our current rhythms for the foreseeable future and when we start to talk about coming out that feels like something we can't relate to. But I think it's important to start having these conversations now and to start engaging in this process of 
what we want our lives and our schedules to look like because we have an opportunity now to create the life. Before we jump back into all of the opportunities, let's take some time to reflect on if this is really what we want or if we want to make some shifts in our schedule. I kind of relate this to preparing for the end of a deployment. Now, it's not exactly the same because there is a finite line before deployment, after deployment. And I think the shift to post-pandemic life is going to be a much more gradual one. But the idea of the homecoming from a deployment is that before it happens, you can start planning for what life will look like after the deployment is over. And oftentimes, if you've ever been through a deployment, you know this is true, but the last few weeks of the deployment are often the hardest of the whole deployment because you know the end is coming, but it's not here yet. And sometimes it's really hard to be patient in that season. But then you have the homecoming and it's what you think that you've wanted and it's great. And I honestly still get teary-eyed when I see videos and pictures of people being reunited with their families. But then we don't talk as much about the reintegration process that comes after the deployment. When you're so excited to be back together, to be reunited, but you're also dealing with jet lag and with major topics of communication that you avoided while the other person was deployed. You've each grown as individuals, but not together. And there's a definite process that comes as you learn how to do life together again. And I think we're going to have this reintegration process as we move out of this pandemic lifestyle to what we want that new normal to be. And there's gonna be bumps along the road. It's gonna take some time, But I think we can start preparing for that now and really looking at what do we want our lives to look like? Do we want to be as involved as we were? Do we want our schedules to be as full as they were? Do we want to feel pulled in as many directions as we were before? Or do we want to create more margin in our lives? I think this is something so valuable for all of us because This is something that I struggle with every time I move to a new duty station. I have this desire to get plugged in, to find my tribe, to dive into all the things and make it feel like home. And so I overcommit. I try to do all the things. It's usually a year into whatever the assignment is and I realize that I am overcommitted, that I need to pull back and then I have to readjust and rebalance and then I do the same thing the next time we move. Obviously, that didn't happen this time because we moved in the middle of the pandemic and there was literally nothing to do and it was very challenging to meet anyone. Now that things are starting to open up again, I have the problem. What do I want to commit to? How do I get plugged in and build relationships without becoming overwhelmed by my schedule and our life? Here are five practical steps we can take to live with the margin that allows us to prioritize what matters to us and impact the world for good. So number one, find time for quiet reflection. When we simply exist through life and move from activity to activity, 
we never give our brain space to breathe. This can actually be the single most valuable productivity tool there is. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but I actually tried this this weekend and I had so much success. I was feeling overwhelmed by how many projects there were to do in the house and how little time I had to get them done. Everything seemed to be taking longer than I wanted it to. And I reached this point where I had a window of time when all of the kids were out of the house and I could either deep clean the house or I could go sit at the beach for an hour. And I went back and forth because I work from home and sometimes it's just really hard to concentrate and not be distracted by the projects that need to get done to keep up with the house. And so it's just this mental thing that's always pulling at the back of my brain. But I just had to stop and say, which thing is going to bring me the most life right now? Is it getting a clean house or is it going to the beach for an hour and just being in nature? I ultimately made the decision to go sit at the beach even though my house desperately needed attention, but I think that was the absolute best choice that I could have made. I didn't bring anything to the beach that I needed to get done. I just took that hour to rest and reflect. That was on Friday. Saturday and Sunday, I had the most productive weekend that I've had in a long time. The noisier that things get in our life, the more quiet space for rest, reflection, and focus is needed. I often find myself craving this time. And with young kids at home, it can be difficult for this to come by. This is where it's so important to communicate with your spouse if they're around or find something that works to give you that space that you need, whether it's waking up early before your kids are awake or if you're a night person, taking that time one night out of the week just to reflect or if you can work out a deal with your spouse on the weekend. Whatever you can do to find that quiet time for reflection is so important. Another component of this quiet reflection time is journaling. Now, this is something that I have worked on a lot and I'm constantly trying to figure out what works for me. I said a few episodes ago that what I'm currently doing is just trying to make sure that I'm putting a couple of sentences down in my journal every day. But just taking that time to check in with yourself and say, hey, what's on my heart, on my mind right now? How am I feeling? What is causing these feelings? And do I need to do anything about these feelings or just acknowledge that they exist? The second thing we can do to help avoid a life of overwhelm is pursue clarity of purpose. We want to ensure that we pour our time and our energy into things that matter to us. And in order for us to know what to say yes and no to in our calendar, we have to pursue clarity of purpose. We have to know what we value and what we want to prioritize. When there is a high level of clarity, people thrive. When we understand what we care about, what lights us on fire, and what brings life to ourselves, our families, and to others, we can prioritize those things. Conversely, when we lack that clarity about what's important, it's easy to spend our time on things that don't really matter. And what's more, we never show up as the person we were created to be. We never fully use our gifts to contribute to the world around us. You have something valuable to offer the world. Some people refer to this as purpose or your life's calling or your highest contribution. And yet so many of us settle 
for simply making it through each day, each week, each month, each year, rather than using the time that we have to do the things that matter and that make a difference. In my experience, clarity is one of those things that comes over time. It doesn't happen in a single instance. It's not you just wake up and you know what you're supposed to do. It takes time. You can use that time of quiet reflection to really start to evaluate what matters to you. If you have not started pursuing this clarity, I want to be able to support you in that. I'm working on putting together a clarity guide for you, but until that's ready, I want you to start with just a few questions. What do you value? What are you passionate about? Are there things that light you up? What skills and talents do you have? If there was one problem that you could help solve, what would it be? If failure was not an option, what would you do? Take some time to think about these questions, write down your thoughts, journal about them, and feel free to share what you come up with either in the Facebook group or you can send me a DM in Instagram at Christine H because I want to know what's on your heart, what's on your mind, what's lighting you up and how can we use what you have to really hone in on what those things that matter to you and to your family and that you can use to make a difference in the world. The third thing that will help us avoid overwhelm is prioritizing what matters to you and your family. Now that you've taken time to figure out what it is that lights you up and what you love to do, now we need to pair that with what's best for the family unit. So the question we're answering is not how we can do it all, but who gets to choose what we do and don't do. There's always going to be opportunities for your family to get involved whether that's volunteer opportunities or supporting your kid's school or your kids being involved in activities or requirements that your spouse has for what they're involved in. It's all too easy for us to go through the motions of the day without stopping to consider what choices we are consciously making and what choices are being made for us. It's not that any one thing is better than another, but it's about really having those conversations with your family about these are the things that matter to us and these are going to be our yeses and these are going to be our noes because we know that there is a finite amount of time in the day and we want to live with more intentionality and less overwhelm in our life. So you may prioritize a specific volunteer opportunity or your kid may be really interested in one sport but you tell them hey you can't do this other activity. It may be that you value time as a family unit. Have those conversations with your family about what you guys want and then stick to that. This leads me to the fourth point which is we have to practice saying no. We want to say yes to all the things but I'm slowly learning the value of setting boundaries and evaluating opportunities based on a more realistic picture of my life. This isn't always easy to do because my personal tendency is to want to be involved in all of the exciting projects. 
I distinctly remember hearing about this project that I desperately wanted to be a part of. It checked the boxes of all the things that I loved. Being a part of a startup, focusing on military spouses, giving back to the community. I knew that my marketing background could help get the project off the ground. And yet I knew that the season that I was in, my husband was in a job where he was rarely home. I was already struggling to keep up with my job and the house, three young kids, and all of my other commitments and responsibilities. I had to accept the reality that I did not have the margin to say yes to one more thing. I had to pass on that opportunity. In that instance, I said no because I already knew I was maxed out. But the goal is to learn to say no while we still have margin in our life. And that can be harder to explain to someone. Not everybody is going to understand our no. Saying no isn't easy. It takes courage and a willingness to not give the popular response. You won't be able to be a people pleaser. But those healthy boundaries When we practice enforcing them, in the end, it will garner respect from others. And finally, the best thing that has worked for me to overcome overwhelm and help me establish healthy boundaries and build a life that revolves around the things that matter are creating calendar space for healthy rhythms in my life. What do I mean by this? A few episodes ago, I talked about our growth will and evaluating all areas of our life to see where we're healthy and where we have room to grow. Based on that wheel, I created specific rhythms and activities that help me grow in those areas. For example, one of the areas I struggled with a lot was creating space for rest and play. The first time I heard about somebody saying that you need time to play, I kind of laughed because I thought to myself, who has time to play? I am a mom of three young kids and an activity done for joy or for the pleasure is the first thing to go for my schedule. But last year when I started looking into this idea of healthy rhythms, I found numerous studies that show that engaging in play has a positive effect on the executive function of our brain. It can improve our personal health and our relationships. In addition, it makes us more inquisitive, more attuned to novelty, and more engaged in the world. There's something about turning off our to-do list and using a creative side of our brain that helps us relax. I actually got this idea from Chelsea Joe, who runs a podcast called Systemize Your Life, and it's this idea of what she calls the great eight. Picking rhythms that you know need to be a part of your life and happen on a weekly basis, and then creating space for them on your calendar. So I started doing that this year, is looking at my entire week and sketching out things that bring me life and putting them as blocks on the calendar. So often our calendars get filled up with events and activities and then we just use what space is left. But if we start with, these are the rhythms of health that I want to be in my life and I want to occur on a weekly or monthly basis, and I'm going to put them on the calendar as I would any other commitment, and then stick to them. Now, there are always times where this gets thrown off, but by creating those spaces of rest 
for myself and penciling them in on the calendar, I am finding that it is helping me walk in these rhythms and create the life that I love so much more. So as we move forward into this season of slowly opening up again, of having more opportunities on our calendar, if you want to choose a life of less overwhelm, of more margin, to create a life of impact, these five things will help get you there. Create quiet spaces for reflection. Pursue clarity of purpose. Prioritize what matters to you and your family. Practice saying no and create calendar spaces for healthy rhythms. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I am so excited to hear what your big takeaways from today's episode are. Head over to our Facebook group, the Mill Spouse Mastermind Community. You can find it on our website, millspousemastermind.com slash community, or by typing it in the search bar on Facebook. I also want to remind you that the Growth Wheel Assessment is available on our website, and I'll link it below in the show notes. But this is a way to look at every area of your life. In order to determine what areas of your life are really healthy and what areas need improvement, we have to take an honest look at where we're at. And this growth wheel assessment is going to help you do that so we know what areas we need to focus on to help you get where you want to go and who you want to be. My prayer for you today is that you really embrace and believe that you have something inside of you that the world needs. And you can step into your story without sacrificing your family and the things that matter most to you. It comes when we craft our schedule and our lives around what matters. We can choose to live with more intentionality and less overwhelm and make margin for the things that matter. When you, my friend, step into your story, when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. May you live today and every day filled, fueled, and full of joy. Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it. Theme song written, performed, and produced by Tony Gofredi and recorded by Brad Piper.